it is I, your host, Dharma, also known as The Entertainer, and welcome my guys, gals, and non-binary pals, also known as The Magic Pants Collective. Yes, that's what I'm calling it, because we are fun here, because rainbows are amazing. Now, bring your rainbow butts over here, because we are talking about write what you want to read, draw what you want to see. Here we talk about professional writing and professional digital art, all the tips, tricks, what not to do's, and everything in between about these two creative subjects. And we also talk about a few other things here as well, including, you know, business and how I'm doing personally, and my thoughts just on all sorts of different things and cool stuff. So welcome, and I hope you join the Magic Pants Collective today. Rainbows out! Hello loves, it is I, your favorite neighborhood lesbian, and today I'm back again with another one for the Winter Soldier Saga. That's right, we're back at it again. Um, so yeah, so today I'm going to be talking, of course, about the Winter Soldier. More specifically, his pretty major appearance in the movie Captain America, The Winter Soldier. So, so yeah, we're, I'm gonna be, gonna be going over that today. Um, a lot like with our last part of this series, I'm gonna be talking about more miscellaneous things first, what I thought of the movie, you know, uh, any mistakes I noticed or anything I would change, if applicable. Um, Hydra, especially because they make a, an ep, a very major appearance in this movie. And then, of course, we'll be on to the main event of our dearest Lord and Savior, Bucky Barnes. <laughs> uh, I swear, Sebastian Stan play is such a great actor. I, I haven't seen him much in anything else, but boy, is he really good. Um, also, just a quick note, I am recording this outside today. It is officially air conditioner season, so if you hear animal noises or the sound of wind, I'm sorry, but it's either this or a loud con air conditioner right above where I'm recording, so I figured this would be a little better. So, first off, the movie. So, I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, yet again, as I talked about last time, I think um, in my previous watching of this movie, I was a little jaded because I was determined to hate Captain America, the character himself. Um, but honestly, these movies are a lot funnier than I remember and um, are really good. They're really good. Um, written very well and um, I've got to admit, um, <laughs> it might just be my brain, but I did get, I, I did have a few confused moments while watching this movie. But I think it's just because there were flickers of time where I w weren't, it was not paying as much attention as I probably should have been. Uh, simply because I randomly started thinking about random things, as anyone sometimes does. So, yeah. Um, and the other thing is the CGI for the Falcon. Um, it's really good, way, way better than I expected it to be. Usually a lot of... Um, Usually a lot of flying CGI, um, even in cases of Iron Man and things like that. Um, you know, a lot of times flying CGI isn't as good as it can be. It's not necessarily like ultra mega bad, but when it comes to flying and falling um, in a lot of movies, um, it seems to not go as well as it could have. 
Whereas with the Falcon, it was really good. I think part of the reason why it was so good is because maybe they like mapped out actual bird flight patterns or something, and then obviously you know made it more made it more mechanical or something like that. Um, I don't know, um, but yeah, a lot better than a lot better than expected on that part as well. So. Um, the next thing is, of course, Hydra! Yay! Everybody's favorite evil organization. So as I was saying, Hydra makes a very big and very important appearance in this movie regarding the main plot. Now, I'm not going to go directly into some sort of plot summary or anything like that, but um, for the sake of getting everything out there in regards to Hydra, because Hydra is important to the Winter Soldier story, I am going to talk a little bit about it. So basically, the plot of this movie is that Captain America is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent now. Um, after the events of the, um, the first Avengers movie, um, Captain America is working for S.H.I.E.L.D. now, um, helping and doing all sorts of different missions, along with Natasha Romanoff, and um, a few other Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, I think, like, Agent Rumlow or something. I don't know. There were a few different names dropped, and they are not as important to the story overall as you might think they would be. Um, but anyways, um, and he ends up being approached by Nick Fury, uh, while Nick Fury's dying, by the way, about the fact that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been compromised. Um, by what exactly? By Hydra. So, it turns out, um, they end up learning from a computer, sort of, it's sort of a computer, it's the uploaded consciousness of one of the German scientists from the last Captain America movie. Um, I forget what his name is, but he's basically, um, he was basically the one doing all the Tesseract experiments and things like that. That was that was him. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, it doesn't really matter in the end, though. Um, basically, this guy ends up ends up telling them that um, Hydra actually ended up infiltrating Shield a really, really long time ago through him and a few other um, scientists and various uh, people that um, that they ended up capturing and using the knowledge of. So Hydra accidentally ended up living on through S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh no! Um, so yeah, obviously this is a very bad thing and wants um, Captain America and um, Natasha Romanoff end up figuring this out. They immediately go off to, you know, make sure this doesn't happen and end up staying with Sam Wilson for a few days, aka the Falcon. Um, the reason why they're staying with him, though, instead of going back to S.H.I.E.L.D., is because S.H.I.E.L.D. is now after um, Captain America as of this moment, and soon enough will be targeting Natasha. So, they end up bunking with Sam for a bit, they end up stealing the, um, the Falcon wings for him so he can help them, um, they end up getting whisked away to this cave where they find out Nick Fury ain't actually dead. Um, not that any of us believed that for a singular second, um, <laughs> that he was. Um, turns out he had to keep up with the story that he had faked his death, um, so that they would no longer target him. Um, and he's there with, I think it's Maria Hill, 
I think is the other S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Um, but anyway, so yeah, she ends up helping them um, with taking down Project Insight, which is um, the helicarrier program where they made three helicarriers. Um, but it turns out what Hydra is, what Hydra made them for and are going to further use them for is um, to basically um, destroy millions of people based on an algorithm that says they might do something bad in the future. Um, so, you know, obviously very trustworthy, um, trustworthy uh, people, obviously. So, yeah, obviously they stop that using some chips that they have um, and basically switch out some chips on each of the ships to make them, in the end, attack each other and go down in a blaze of glory. Um, so, yeah, and then there's this guy, Alexander Pierce, who's the head of HYDRA within S.H.I.E.L.D. and is on the council of something or other, I don't know, they make all the decisions, uh, basically, and, um... He ends up getting found out and um, ends up getting killed, you know, all sorts of good stuff. It turns out that Agent Rumlow guy from earlier was also evil, which, eh, alright. Um, but yeah, so, with this summary done, you may be asking yourself, Hey, where does the Winter Soldier fit into all of this? Let me tell ya. So, basically... Um, the Winter Soldier is being used by Alexander Pierce and the rest of HYDRA in order to assassinate various persons that they need out of the way, including Nick Fury. Um, um, and basically, um, basically throughout the movie, first, first thing that's explained is that Bucky and um, Steve were best friends since childhood, basically inseparable their whole lives, you know, that whole thing. Um, and we also end up later getting a flashback to Bucky being by Steve's side when Steve's mother dies, which, um, wow, sad, you didn't have to do that to me. Um, but yeah, so basically, the reason why I get these out of the way first is because they're the very first in the timeline, essentially, or at least the earliest from the timeline in all technicality, and help us further establish how close Bucky and Steve were. Like I said, in the previous Captain America titled movie, um, we didn't get to see too much of their relationship be established. Um, it's honestly pretty unclear what their relationship is in the beginning, but now we get a broader sense of childhood friendship, Maybe they have a brotherly bond. Maybe they don't, according to most fan fiction. Um, <laughs> um, but either way, um, it's one of those things where it just helps us understand more why Steve is so attached to Bucky. Bucky's been there for his highest moments and also his lowest. So, yeah. So the next thing to understand is that Bucky has been brainwashed. I talked about this in the very first episode of this saga, um, but yeah, so Bucky was basically um, memory and mind-wiped before being uh, programmed um, into the Winter Soldier. And um, just a side note, the reason why he's called the Winter Soldier is because, um, as Natasha Romanoff says um, in the movie itself, um, I'm probably paraphrasing here, is that um, 
most in S.H.I.E.L.D. believe him to be a myth, that he doesn't exist, he's a ghost story, things like that, but those who do believe that he exists call him the Winter Soldier. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, just an interesting tidbit there. Um, but yeah, so he's, um, gets his mind wiped, memory wiped, all that stuff, um, and, um, after the fall, he ended up uh, being given this robot arm by the very German scientist guy that I was talking about earlier, earlier, that's a computer AI now. So, yeah, so that's very interesting. So he gets given a robotic arm, um, gets a, ends up getting enhanced as well in other ways, just like physically enhanced as a whole. Um, this movie doesn't dive too much into the specifics of it. Um, it mainly dives into the interactions between Bucky and the people who he's working for at the moment and Bucky and Steve. Um, so we don't get to, currently we don't have too much information on what exactly turned Bucky into the Renter Soldier. He's also referred to as the Asset as well. Um, only once in this movie, however, but um, I'm sure prob he'll probably be mentioned as this again, which I found very dehumanizing, which I think was the point. Yet again, why? <laughs> why do you do this to me, Marvel? Um, is quite literally what I yelled at the screen. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, so, so moving on. So basically, mind wiped, memory wiped, everything like that, and basically... Um, tortured, essentially, um, Alexander Pierce, later on in the movie, um, finds out that Bucky is acting erratic, he's not doing, he's not letting the other mechanics slash scientists uh, work on his metal arm after having been damaged in a scuffle with Captain America, um, earlier on in the movie, um, I neglected to mention this sooner, but Captain America ends up being one of his targets, and, um, you know, Bucky's very determined because he's been brainwashed. Um, so yeah, so Bucky's been acting erratic, hasn't been listening to orders, things like that. So Alexander Pierce, who yet again is the head of Hydra as of this moment, um, ends up popping in for a nice cheerio, except it's not a nice cheerio. He ends up slapping Bucky <laughs> for disobedience um, as Bucky, um, before and after, um, basically just says... I knew him, in reference to Steve Rogers, um, so, yeah, not, not heartbreaking in the slightest, uh, but yeah, and also throughout this scene, we end up getting cuts and flashbacks to the Winter Soldier being made into the Winter Soldier, which is why we know things, um, about him in this movie, um, and also we get, um, we also get flashbacks to his time with Steve as well, which is why the conversation turns to Steve. And all of these flashes and things like that are the reason why he's no longer listening, things like that. So after Alexander cannot get through to him, he tells them to um, basically brain wipe him again um, and mind uh, memory wipe him again. Basically just do all the wiping again and start over from scratch, essentially. Um, so yeah. So, yeah, Bucky and Steve throughout the movie have a few scuffles, um, the first one being, um, after Nick Fury dies, where Steve attempts to follow, to follow after Bucky, but ends up losing him, 
Um, and then the next one, I believe, is... Um, the next one is what leads to the damage of Bucky's metal arm. Um, so there's that. And um, at this point, um, Bucky's also fought with Natasha and Sam and things like that. So um, he's already basically fought everybody at this point. Everybody on the good guy crew. And then, um, and then the last... Um, and then the last scuffle of the movie between them is when, da-da-da-da, Bucky Barnes remembers that, oh, I like this guy. Um, and this is basically the climax of the movie where on the helicarriers, um, the Winter Soldier goes to stop Steve from putting the chip in the last helicarrier. But, um, it, sorry about that. Um, I don't know why my voice cracked into oblivion right then. Um, but basically, in the end, Bucky was unsuccessful in his mission, ends up getting pinned under some metal. Steve um, repeats a quote that Bucky said to him um, after his mother's death, which is, um, till the end of the line. Um, so yeah, if you see any sort of memes or any fan fiction referencing that quote, it's basically what led Bucky back to... Uh, himself in the end, um, and Bucky, in, um, another great demonstration of Sebastian Stan's fantastic, um, facial acting, ends up recognizably realizing in great horror that this man, um, in some capacity is his friend, or, like, he really did know him, or something like that, Throughout this entire scene, Bucky has no voice lines. Throughout this movie, Bucky says, I would say, two to three lines to anyone. Okay? That is all that the Winter Soldier says in this movie. That is it. And yet, Seb's acting brings across everything, especially in this moment. From the dead eyes, from him visiting Alexander Pierce, um, uh, because he visits him in order to get his next mission, to the moment of horrific realization um, in this scene where he realizes, oh my god, what am I doing, <laughs> um, is absolutely fantastic. And I don't know how I didn't realize this before, because keep in mind, I've watched this movies, these movies before, okay? So, obviously, I was letting my judgment of these characters heavily cloud my judgment of their acting, the movie's writing, everything. So, yeah, I'm going to try and not let hate cloud my judgment ever again, because, wow, like I said, this movie was surprisingly funnier than I remember, and way more interesting than I remember as well. So... Uh, anything that I've said about these movies in the past, take that with a grain of salt. This is my new opinion, and it is the right one. <laughs> no, it's fine. If you guys don't like these movies, it's okay. Um, I'm, I'm only going to judge you a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... And um, after this moment of horrific realization as the helicarrier is going down, suddenly the glass underneath um, Steve ends up breaking... Steve ends up getting launched into the water below, because yes, there's water below, so he doesn't just 
die on impact, and that's just the end of Captain America, um, falls into the water below, and Bucky actually ends up saving him, bringing him to the bank side. Um, he doesn't end up getting Steve's shield, though. Um, the, uh, Steve's shield ended up falling before Steve and um, wasn't recovered, at least not in that scene. Um, but still, valiant effort. Good boy. <laughs> but yeah, so that's basically... That's basically what went down in regards to Bucky. After that, Bucky just kind of disappears um, for a while until I'm assuming Civil War. And then from there, from there, I'm going to have to just like either skim through a few movies or um, look up the specific scenes of Bucky online because I think he makes an appearance um somewhere in like an end credit scene or something of panther um he's there for a few scenes uh, the black panther sorry he's there for a few scenes in um infinity war a millisecond in end game because he ends up um getting brought back to life um things like that so um you know um I'm basically i'm probably going to combine all of those uh, minor scenes down into its own podcast but uh, I don't have to worry about that yet because um, the next movie is Civil War, which, from what I remember, um, was, yes, about the other Avengers, um, but was also very much about Bucky. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to see. We're going to see. So, yeah, that's basically, that's basically what I have to say about that. Um, yet again, I wish they would have done a little bit more with Bucky while he was, like, under control, like, I get that 50-ish years or something had passed where he was under mind control and things like that, but I just wish, you know, I wish there was, like, I don't know, I wish there was more brought up with that, but I also do realize that I haven't seen the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, at least not all the way through yet, so they might touch more on what Bucky was doing when, you know, he was winter soldiering all over the place and changing history. Um, because yeah, that's the reason why Hydra picked up the winter soldier, took him out of cryo freeze. That's right. He was in cryo freeze. That's a thing now. Um, but yeah, that's the reason why was they wanted him to fudge history so that they can, they could, um, exact their plan or something. I I don't know. I don't care. Um, I do care. That was a joke. I just, you know, it was it was convoluted evil villain magic, evil villain, not magic. It was convoluted evil villain thinking. Dear God, do I know the very first language I've ever learned? I don't think I do. Um, I should definitely be a writer. <laughs> but yeah, so. That's basically it. Um, if you would like to, if you would like to hear um, more from me, I have a link of links down in the description below. There you can see more of me um, on it. I have a link to my Instagram as well. If you would like to DM me, just say hello. Leave any suggestions for what to do after this saga concludes. Um, that would also that would be highly appreciated. 
um, because I'm not sure what I'm going to do after this. Um, But we're still a few podcasts out, so there's still time for me to figure it out, and plenty of time for you all to input your suggestions over there. Uh, Really, I do want to hear what you all want me to talk about next. Um, So, whether it's it's a movie series or something more like this where I analyze a character or some and talk about a character in depth um, and their appearances in depth things like that Um, the only thing I would say though is um, in the case that you do want another in-depth character series I like to I like to keep it more towards like something something on like Disney plus or something you know, like, um, you know, keep it to Marvel characters, essentially, because, like, I don't, I don't have anything to watch animes on, nor am I very interested in anime at the moment, um, you know, things like that, it's just right now, I'm on a Marvel high, so I'd like to ride that all the way down, so, yeah, I will see you all in the next one.